We dedicate our Hashem on October 7th, as well as the soldiers who unfortunately uh, continue. We had a uh, rough day yesterday with two soldiers, and just today, unfortunately, a terror attack in Eli. In the same Chumas that there was a terror attack not that uh, long ago, and uh, two Kedoshim uh, unfortunately died, and an amazing Yashkoyach to the soldier, who uh, they just showed his WhatsApp, my son showed me his WhatsApp to his mom. Are you okay? Are you okay? And he said, not only am I okay, I get another X, meaning he, he killed somebody else. I guess he kills people in Gaza. So, uh, Baruch Hashem for him. Uh, today's question of the day, maybe we'll do two, we'll see. If you have, I don't know if you have questions or not, since there are so many people here. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I should answer questions or not, but we'll see. So, here's the question of the day. They're both going to be similar questions, so it's good. It has to do with the Parsha, some way, Rev Silverstein said. Um, but here we go. It actually says in the parsha, "Dal yomit ve'avyon." So uh, this is a case about someone poor. Ish, you'll see in a moment. The famous Chassid Sherebe. The the uh, Rabbi Zilbershein never likes to give out who that name is, so we'll just call him some Rebbe, right? The uh, Fulabula Rebbe. Fulabula Rebbe was a Rebbe, is a Rebbe, and uh, the Fulabula Rebbe was asked a question. Right, people wait online. They have certain hours, and they're all waiting online. And Yosef asks a question. And Yosef says, uh, Rebbe, I'm in a really difficult state. I'm a gavir. I'm a very rich man. I was a very rich man. And I've lost all, almost all my money. And I'm going bankrupt. Meaning, I can't pay my bills. I, I, and I feel terrible about it. Here I am. I was on top of the world. And everybody thinks I drive the fanciest cars in the most beautiful house. And uh, things are not going well. My business is, is about to fold. Can you please give me a bracha that Hashem should save me from this very difficult situation. So he gives him a great bracha, very warm, very nice, and says, Hashem, Hashem should put you back in a situation. No, next person comes into the office, the Rebbe's office, and the Rebbe, and he says to the Rebbe, my name is Yidl, I've come here from very, very far away, I need a special bracha. I've never done this before, but I'm making a major investment in a company. I have a good feeling about it. And he says, but I need the Rebbe's bracha, I've never invested so much money and I'm a little nervous. And he says, uh, actually, the money I'm investing is in this so-and-so business, the business that Yosef owns, the business that he just found out two seconds ago is going to fold. So basically, the Rebbe has information that this investment is a terrible, terrible investment. So now the question for the day is, shouldn't he reveal the secret that he knows? It's true, the Gemara and Yuma says on Daf Kuv Lamed that secrets are meant to be kept secret. Right? We don't reveal secrets. Obviously, obviously, we should reveal secrets if it's necessary. Obviously, if it's going to save someone's life, we'll see in a moment. Obviously, we're not talking about that. Uh, there is a big Shiloh, really. If you want to talk about Dina, Dina, there are laws in countries like the United States about keeping secrets, right? Patient uh, confidentiality, doctor-patient confidentiality, um, that you don't have to, you're not allowed to release information. There is clergy confidentiality, that if you go to your... Uh, you know, your local rabbi or priest or imam, and you tell them something, they're not allowed to go to the authorities. I think there are certain things that they can. If the guy says, I'm, I'm about to go kill somebody, I think that would be mutter. Uh, but uh, but he, you may, maybe if he says, I'm, I killed somebody, right? there's a lot of different shilas, how far we go with this. And of course, very famously, our therapists. If they, if they don't have the confidence that I could say, lawyer is the same thing, right? So this is now a little bit different case. But we know that, uh, on the other hand, that we have a great idea in Judaism, like uh, even, even, even the famous Chafetz Chaim would say that there are certain times where it's a mitzvah to tell Lashon Hara. 
So the question is, can the Rebbe, who's got the guy here, say, don't invest the money? Which is something that a Rebbe can do and, and sometimes does do. He says, I don't have a good feeling, whatever it might be. What do you think? Do you think that he can say anything to him? Why? Because... How's he going to hurt the person that has a business? He's anyways going to... Don't say that he's going to say... Don't. No secret. Right. Yeah, you don't need to... Just like, a mysterious guy. Say, don't do it. Yeah, uh, so you're guy saying you're guy not... Guy. Uh, you're saying... They'll accept their Rebbe's words. Right, so you're saying you don't have to reveal the secret, but you're just, you're just giving him advice, and you're supposed to trust my advice no matter what. So that's not revealing the secret, and maybe that's mutter. Very interesting. Yeah, but then you go home, you're like, what should I do now? Then he was about to invest so much money. He'll invest somewhere else, or whatever it might be. Or he won't invest at all. I'll put his money back in the, back in the little stock market. He'll invest in bonds, or whatever it might be. Or in whatever. Or in a crypto coin, whatever. Um, okay, anybody else? What do you think? So, we'll start off with the Rambam. Rav Zilberstein quotes the Rambam. I'll read you the Rambam here. I don't know why I couldn't find the Rambam in the shul. Um, the Rambam says the following. Kol hayochol lahatziel v'lo hitziel over au. A person who can save someone's life and doesn't save somebody's life is over, of course, the Pasuk that tells us, lo ta'amod adam reyecha. V'chol ha'royaz chavero tovea bayam o listim ba'im alav a person sees him drowning in the, in the, in the ocean, but he says, it's cold, it's windy outside, I can't jump in the lake and save him, I'm going to get wet. Right? Or list him by him a love, or there's a robber trying to steal from him. Or there's a chayorah a that's coming to, to uh, hurt him. He should. He says, let's say he can't. He has to run to get a police officer, he has to try to do something. That's a mitzvah that he has to do. Or he thinks it's going to put him in danger, so he gets somebody else to do it. Oh, Shishama, Ovid Kachavim, O Moishim, Moshim, Olavra. Whole story of, of Purim coming up. You have to tell him. It's a double yadua, you have to tell him. So, you know something and you don't say something, you should. So the Rambam clearly says that lo tamod adam applies here. The question is, says the Ravid, says the, the Razbaz, Razbaz is one of the key Mufurshim, of course, on the Rambam. And he says as follows. He says, it's obvious that he's talking about not only a case of physical pain, but of course he's also talking about financial pain, financial loss, right? If I know that somebody is trying to play with you, Right, he's trying to take your money. You have you have an obligation to say don't 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 don't. He's going to try to take your money. I know what he's doing, right? So what you know about a scam, and you know about this is this is unfortunately where there are people who are not honest, <laughs> and they do things that are not honest, and they say things that are not right. So yeah, so you have a mitzvah. How exactly you have to say it so that you can go to the to 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 the chavetz chaim? The chavetz chaim would say even when it comes to shaduchim. Let's say I say this shidduch is not shayach for you. So instead of me telling you straight out why it's not shy, and I go through a whole list, I say, oh, that girl, oh my God, she's terrible for you. She, whatever. And, she, and I start going through a whole list of reasons why she's not, not good for you. Why should I do that? Instead, what can I, if I said one thing to you, let's say you're really super, super from, and I say, this girl's not for you, you know why she's not for you? Because she doesn't have a negelvasser by her bed. And you say, oh my God. I, this girl's not for me. I need, I'm, I'm only going to marry a girl that has a little, you know what I'm talking about? A little, a little water by a, okay. 
I didn't, te- I didn't tell you really the, the truth truth. What's the truth truth? The truth truth is, forget Negobas are by her bed. By her bed. She doesn't make brachos. She never davens. I don't know why I'm making fun of you guys. It should really be guys, right? So Rav Shechler says, Rav Shechler says, sometimes people come up to me about, about a certain bacher. And I know the bacher. I know the boy. And they say to me, do you think it's Shaykh? So I don't want to tell them the truth. Meaning, you don't, the Chavaz Chaim would say, you don't have to tell the truth to the person and say, this boy is really not for you. I, he doesn't come to Shir. He's registered for my Shir. He doesn't show up for Shir. He doesn't go to davening in the morning. He doesn't wear tzitzis. He doesn't put fill in on it. Instead, what do I say? I say something that will get you not to be interested in him, but not tell all the Lashonara. I say he doesn't wash Megavas in the morning. He also doesn't do anything else. So you don't have to give the full information. But the Radbaz says that you have to protect the person. And this is the Mashmois of the Rambam. And therefore, in our case, that's what he thinks it is. And the, the, the Chavaz Chaim actually quotes this, and the Rambam writes this in another place. He also says in the Sefer Mitzvahs. And therefore, he said, what should he do? So he said that if he tells Yidol the truth, so that's going to cause a lot of pain to Yosef, because Yosef was counting on this money, so he could go ahead and pay some of the vendors maybe, try to keep his company afloat. So he said, you can say what you, exactly what you answered. You can say, don't invest in this, I have a better investment for you. Or keep your money safe in bonds. Or donate the money to the Gamach, Hashem will, will reward you. There's no way I'll know that you knew him. Right? So that would be mutter. What if he says you can't do that? What if you can't get out of it? So then he said that maybe he should pick up the phone and call the first guy, Yosef. And he should say to Yosef, Yosef, don't let this guy, I'm your Rebbe, don't let him invest. He's, you know he's going to lose all of his money. The reason why I think this is an interesting case is it's not 100% guaranteed he's going to lose his money, right? This is different than, let's assume it's the Ram. The Ram was talking about case of, of, of somebody harming another person physically. But let's say the Radbaz is correct in the Rambam. So I have a question for you. Who says that what I'm saying is true? What happens if you give me $100,000 and that saves my company? And because of that $100,000, I'm able to get the company on the right... It's a little bit of a different case, right? Same thing with the Shidduch. The person has to be very careful. Like, I don't, you know, it's not my son. It's not my daughter. So I don't know the person 100%, right? Maybe, maybe the whole thing will work out, right? I'm saying this because you have to be very careful with the type of information that you give out, right? Who knows, right? Now, if, I, if I'm wasting your time and I set up a boy and a girl and you say, well, why is this Shaykh? Why should I set you two up? Because you're a boy and she's a girl, Okay, you, you shouldn't waste people's time. You should do some research on it. But I don't know how much information a person has to give out. That's what I think. Um, okay. There is a safer, a beautiful story called Per Hador. It tells a story about a Dayan. Listen to this case. It's, a, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's just a case. A Dayan goes to the Chazonish. And he says, I have a problem. He said, the problem is is that I just finished a, um, a get, a husband and a wife. Now, obviously, when you're a dayan, so when you have the get, they give the, why you want to get divorced. And they said, Nebuchadnezzar, the husband was tested medically and he can't have children. And he said to his wife, listen, I love you so much, I want you to have children one day. They decided to, to have a get so that she could remarry. And now what happens? Sprintzel comes to the Dayan. She says, hey, I was just mentioned to be set up with 
uh, what's his name, with the guy, we didn't give him a name, let's give him a name, what should we call him? Shimmy. And uh, I wanted to know, why did they get a get? What was the reason for the get? Now, this information is very important. Why? She's never going to be able to have children again. They may fall in love, and they all know this information. So he didn't know what to do with the Dayan. So he went to the Chazonish. He says, can you say something or not? So the problem is that when you're a Dayan, as we said before, that's not information you're allowed to release. Right? This was a private case. You're not allowed to tell everybody what's going on. That's, that's the whole point. It's also the whole point that we go to a rub for advice. And that he shouldn't give the advice. To, that she shouldn't tell people what's going on in my life. So that's a very interesting question. So he said, you're right. You can't say straight out what the story is, right? So you could say, I'm a Dayan, and I can't give you the information. So, one second. So he says, the Chazunish said, but you can, give him, you can give her a bracha. She said, she give her a bracha. Say, I don't think this is shaykh for you, but I give you a bracha that you should, that, oh, that, oh this is what, I'm sorry, sorry. This is what he said. He said the following thing to her. It was very funny. He said to her, if it was my daughter, meaning if you were my daughter, I don't think it would be Shaykh. He didn't say what happened. He just said, I don't think it would be Shaykh. And I give you a bracha that it, you should be to, to have children that are Tami Dechachamim. She left the room and she said, wow, I have a problem. This is a funny problem. I'm not this Dayan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so holy. Maybe the reason, must be the reason why he wouldn't let his daughter marry this guy is because he's a super holy guy. Nah, I'm okay. I'm going to marry this guy anyway. So she totally misunderstood the hint that he was trying to give her. Not releasing the secret. So what happened? As a result, she married him. Now we'd have a problem. We'd have another get, right? She says, you're not going to believe what happened. Chazanish said that uh, what happened? She comes back to him and she says... You're like a special diet. She says, we got married and I'm having my first child. That was a very interesting just case how that exactly happened. And she said, you said they're going to be Tami Dechalam and Mirza Hashem. Hashem provided. So Chazanish said, yeah, there's something called Sata Dishmaya. We believe in it. Sata Dishmaya, Hashem provides. We can't understand how things always work out. And he says, in this case, there was special Sata Dishmaya that I can't explain to you. Now, again, that ending case is not the first case that we said. Again, back to the first case. Right, uh, there, there would be a, a mitzvah to say in a different way. I think to say, I don't think this is. I don't think you should invest again. Because anyway, if you think about it, why do I go to a rebbe for a bracha? Anybody? Let's start with that. Why do you go to a rabbi for a bracha? Isn't that weird? Because he has powers. Oh, so is that true? He has powers. Well, right. Yeah, powers of the Torah. Is there a difference between a dayan and a Sounds like a joke. There's a dying a rabbi and a doctor. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead. Would there be a difference? What do you mean in terms of? In telling the information? information? Ah, so when you weren't here, so he said that uh, technically they all, they all are restricted in giving out information. There's, you know, patient-doctor confidentiality, which probably applies to halacha as well, to some case, unless a person's going to kill somebody, even the law says that you could do that. Right. Um, obviously, the Rambam, when he talks about Lotamoda he's not talking about well, your, your life will be at risk as well. Right? You can't say you, we wouldn't arrest somebody. Right? It was today, whatever, in the attack today, in, 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 in you know, in Ali, right? The guy, the guy thought his life was in danger, so he didn't take his gun out. We're not going to arrest that guy. This, the person who saved other people's lives and shot him—that's amazing. But 
It's not over on anything. Um, so why do we, yeah, girls, what do you think? Why do we go to a rabbi for a bracha? Ah, thank you. Better answer than I'm muta, sorry. Yeah, I think that's true. No heebie-jeebie stuff, right? Not that he come. he's, oh, this, no, he's close, you're right. He spends all of his time not on his phone. He spends his time not playing, uh, I don't know, on his PS5 or what are we up to six yet or five? Five. But he's not, he's not, doesn't waste his time. He learns Torah all the time, so he's closer to the Rabbanu Shalom. He's very good. He talks Vasikir in the morning, and you know, Rabbi Yosha, they say, you know, he would wake up at four o'clock in the morning and start learning, right? Crazy. So I totally agree. And therefore, somebody who's closer to Hashem has more south of the Shabbat. They have They're closer to Hashem. Doesn't mean everything's always right. That's why you go to a rough for a bracha, because you, you, not that he, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather that person daven for me as well than somebody else daven for me. Yeah, I definitely hear that. There's no question about it. I think I told this story before. I'll tell it to you again. It happened, happened, happened on a Thursday night. So on Thursday night, my son was uh, Aaron. I don't know if you remember Aaron used to come to this room. So Aaron, Aaron was at a wedding. He was at a wedding. He, was a, a, he wasn't really a waiter. I'm lying. He was working at a wedding at the coat, the coat room. Apparently, but in the Haredi world, coat room's always busy, and the coat room's actually a good thing because a lot of people tip. I don't know what the coat room, the Haredim likes to hang up. I would never hang up my coat in a coat room. Right? Anyway, so he's at the coat room. And who comes to the fancy schmancy writing room? Usher Weiss. Ah. So my son, so my son, yeah, so he, he stole his coat. He has his coat. No, he's selling it on eBay. No, so he... Um, he went to, so he goes to Rav Asher Weiss and he says, hi, I want to introduce myself. I'm Amar Horsi and I just want to tell you that my brother is, is you know, uh, stationed now in Yehuda Shomron. He uses his farm. It's so amazing, so and so forth. So Rav Asher Weiss puts his arm around my, my son and he says, uh, wow, that, he was clearly like, got emotional. And he says one thing, he takes out a pen and he says, what's your, what's your brother's name? I want to dive with him, right? That was the most beautiful part of the story to me. Right, he's Margish, he wants to feel so, so that's what we believe. That's why he's going to a rav. You go to a rav because you believe that there is something big here happening, that they're on a they're on a, they're on a higher level because of their closeness, and therefore it's true that maybe uh, the rabbanu shalom helps. It's true. The last story I'll tell uh, is kind of related to this, this 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 topic as well. It's also from this week's parsha. So uh, there's a rabbi. Let's call him Rav Siderstein. You like this? I think you all like the story. This is a little bit a fun story. And he gets letters every single day. I don't know if you remember this thing. There's, there's something called mail. You know what mail, mail is? People get mail. Yeah? Here in Israel, we get mail like a month later. I always get all my bills. And it's already been like, they've already canceled my, uh, because in Israel, everything comes late. Right? You get your, you know, your electric bill and, and you know, it's a, they cut off the electricity already because it came two months late. Fine. So, you get, you, so he would get letters every day. Different Shilas, different questions, advice. Right? Rechaim would get a lot of all this time like that. So he gets a letter. And uh, what, somebody was asking for advice about a certain shidduch. So this rub's a real rub. He asks around about the shidduch, and he sees, he knows the guy, he knows the girl, he thinks he's not shayach. So he writes back a very quick letter, I guess similar to Rav, uh, R- R- the way Rav Chaim would write letters, right? Nis shayach, it's not shayach. Then he gets another letter about, uh, from a person saying, I'm going into a big business deal, and I asked a bracha from the Rav. And he writes back the letter. What does he write back? Bracha v'yatzlacha. What happens? The two letters get confused with each other. And he sends the bracha v'yatzlacha to the shidduch that he th- doesn't think should happen. And he says the uh, lo shayach to, to the other one. So 
as, as, as luck would have it, as his son was going to the post office, he remembered the letter that he made the mistake with. He takes it out, but he can't find it. He doesn't know which of the letters with the Shidduch letter. He doesn't remember. So many letters. So Nebuch, the Shidduch letter goes out, and um, it goes out, and it says on a bracha v'atzlacha. Not the advice that he gave. So he feels really bad. He davens, you know, davens to the Rebbe Shalom. He's a Rav, you know. And guess what happened? The uh, father of the Kala comes and says, I want to invite you to the wedding. They're getting engaged. They're getting married. And he's like, what do you mean? It's a terrible shidduch. <laughs> he didn't say that. He says, what happened? He says, wow, that's great. I'm so happy. He says, you know, it's all because of you, Rav. All because of you. So he felt bad. So he wondered again, this question to, to Rav uh, Zilberstein. He asked, should I tell them that, uh, you know, don't invite me to the wedding? I actually didn't think this was a good shidduch. <laughs> so he didn't think so. He thinks along the same lines. He thinks that there's a concept in halacha called Psatzah Dishmaya. The Rabbonu Shalom, Yashem And he says that he doesn't think, right? He says, for example, the Gemara tells us in Moed Katan that Hashem is Mevarech, those people that are Oisek in Shaduchim. Shaduchim, you know, is a Kasha. We say Parnasas Kasha Kriyas Yamsuf. We say that uh, Shaduchim are Kasha Kriyas Yamsuf. So anybody that helps another person with the most difficult thing, someone who tries to get a person a job, someone who tries to be Meshadich a person, there's great bracha for that person. And as I said to you before, even if it's not perfect, at least you're trying. That's what a person should do. So he says he doesn't think that a person has to, has to do that. And he says, and what happens if he brought a gift over? What happens if he thought the rabbi was such an amazing rabbi and he brought him a, a life supply of uh, Coke Zero? What would you say there? So he said, no, you don't have to return the gift either. Why? He still helped you. So he said he wanted to make sure. So he went to Rav Chaim, his, his brother-in-law, Rav Chaim Kanyatsky, and he said to him, no, did I paskin right? He says, I'll tell you a story that happened to me. Same thing happened to me. He said, a similar case. He said, what happened to me is somebody sent me a letter, a letter again, and it said, where's the, where's the source in Chazal for X, Y, and Z? And the other person said, um, he's, having, he's having difficulty in his marriage. He doesn't know, should he get divorced or not? Two totally different topics. And he said, I mi- mixed up the two. And the guy who, the shidduch person, I sent him the source, was a, a medrash plea somewhere, whatever, whatever. So the guy comes to Rav Chaim and he says, Rebbe, I want to thank you. He said, uh, I got your letter in the mail with the medrash. And he says, oh, you're the one. And he's about to tell me he made a mistake. And he said, I looked up the medrash and it was clear to me that the medrash was, was, was a source that I should fight for my marriage. And Baruch Hashem, we're living now and everything's amazing. And Rav Chaim's like, mm, how did you read into that? You know, you apikar is another. He said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So Rav Chaim said, didn't say anything. He said, no, me Hashem yotzah It's sasad It's fine. There's no question about it. So he says, that, that's the idea. He gives examples of, of, of other great rabbeim, the Peloyoyates and, 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 and the Chassam Soifer, who very much believe that, that when Hashem's on our side, right, there's famous stories about famous rabbeim, by the way. It's beautiful stories about rabbeim who... Who uh, somebody came to them? I just heard a similar story to this, where he was like rub of a town, and they asked him a bunch of questions to become rub of the town, and um, he wasn't able to answer the questions well. And they basically said to him, "Listen, you're not good at what you do. We're not going to hire you." And he said, "I'll tell you why I'm not good at answering the questions. I'm only good at answering questions that are real questions. Ask me a real question, a question that came up here." They said, "Why?" Because he said, "Because when you answer a question, it's called sasadish. My Hashem helps." And here, Hashem's not helping me with fake questions. Very interesting. They tell another story about someone who was, it was, it was called the Klutz Kasha. They were asking him a question to try to trip him up. 
And also he said, I'm not answering the question because I see this is not a real question. Certain people can see certain things super interesting. But again, the shaykhs of this is, I think, a very interesting idea. Again, uh, I don't know where you come from, but we generally are not, uh, we're not, we, we, you know, uh, Litvish people don't run to the Hasidic Rebbe and ask questions. We get brachas, and that's very important. Davening is also very important, right? Davening to Hashem for Satsuz Shmaya is important. Hashem, please help me, right? And as we said before, one of, the, one, of the, one of the ways also, yeah, you can tell all the people to daven for you, and a very good source, if you need something, you should also daven for somebody else who needs that something. So if you need a shidduch, you should, you should put, write somebody's name down who needs a shidduch. You need to do well on the test, right? Imagine you daven to Hashem, say, I should only do well on the test. Everybody in my class should do well, especially so-and-so who never studies and always gets his, you know, right, you should. It's a very nice eitzah for a person that when he davens for another person, you want to have sata d'shmaya, care about other people when you daven. Right? That's a very important thing. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily, you, you may not love the story, but I'll end with this story. I mean, this part, we'll ask questions, don't worry. Um, I, don't, I don't know, you may not love the story or not. So I think Rav Ari Liebowitz told the story, he said that when he asked a friend of his, can I please have the name of your son to daven for? And he said, no. He's like, slicha? You know, like, why not? He said, I'm not giving you the name of my son. I want you to daven for all of Klal Yisrael. My son's not special. I don't think that's like, I, I don't love the answer because, yeah, we should daven. Look, I have a, I have, <laughs> I have a list. There always used to be a list here. I have a little list here I've had, unfortunately, for the last four months, right, of everybody, everybody that I know. Everybody that I know. And some people I don't know. Um, and Baruch Hashem, I've been able to, you know, some people are getting out of the army. I don't, it's not, not, not so detailed. But yeah, that's... What? Yeah, yeah, Like, wait, you're out, you're out for... Yeah, beep, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's an important thing to daven for other people. Um, you, know, the, uh, you know, my brother-in-law told the story at the beginning. It hit, hit the press. A lot of people picked up my brother-in-law's great story. It was like the first few weeks of the war, and he went down south. And um, he asked this guy, he was doing a barbecue or something, I forgot what the story was, right? And he said, goes up to him, he goes, No, ech korim lecha. And he says, ech korim li, korim li am Yisrael. His name wasn't really Am Yisrael, I mean, which in Israel could happen. So, you know, like people name like wacko names, Am Yisrael. And he goes, no. He said, I'm Am Yisrael, it doesn't matter what my name is. This is Am Yisrael, we're all helping out. Okay, also a cute story, but it's important to know people's names also. Right, it's important to daven for other people. I think that's part of... The inyan of, of what Satya is, is that we have to believe that we can have divine prophets. Again, in a person that's closer to Shach, that's why, by the way, I think that's the idea. I'll end with this. I said I'll end with this like six times already, but I'll end with this really. I also thought, what, why do we say Tehillim, right? Grandma's sick. Nebuch, nebuch. Grandma's sick. So we say Tehillim for grandma. What, why is that? You're in shul, and they say, shh, we're going to say an extra paragraph Tehillim for, uh, you know, Sprinzel Baschana. She's very sick, right? Fluffy Ben Kitten, or no, whatever, you know, whatever. Why? Why do we do that? So I think that it has something to do with, I just got you to do something extra. In the schus of this chola, look, he learned the extra parak. That's the whole idea of learning for soldiers, and that, that's the whole idea of Hashir, right? Right? For some of you, at least, you would be doing nothing now. You'd be wasting your time, and God knows what you would be doing, right? So if, if and that's the big, this is a question of halacha. If we say we're going we're gonna to say to Hillam now, and you could be learning now, maybe that's not the right thing to do. That's true, right? Really Saying to him? Kids that say to him their Instead, yeah, 100%. So I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you, Rebbe, I mean. 100%. I'm in the middle of learning, and that's what, it's a blotch of the toy. What do you mean? What are you doing? Again, you could be part of it. At the end, we could say to him, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But to say instead of doing, that's not such a good thing. Some people say that as well. I, I could work on this, Mida. I sometimes say to him during davening. 
during the Kadeshim, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, I, I try to commit myself to say a certain parakim of Tehillim every single day. One could argue that's a, that's a little slap in the face. You, you're saying you, I answer everything, but maybe that's the wrong thing. Also, focus on what you focus, but extra doing things extra that that's what the idea is. That's why we daven for people. That's why that's special uh, divine assistance. If that person has has, has more zechuyas, it's a very interesting.